Well, hello everyone. Um, my name is Liz Perez. I'm the Director of Worship Arts here at Calvary Chapel Worship Center. I am joined today by Thea Michaelopoulos. She is the Director of Performing Arts at CCWC. Today we are super excited to uh, do another podcast. Today we're going to talk about worship and lots of different facets of worship, what it is, what it isn't, and um, how to lead kind of a lifestyle, live a lifestyle of worship. So, um, you know, everybody, when you hear worship, you think about the band on stage and you think about music, you know, and it's such, such a powerful part of, of a weekly service. Um, you know, the spirit moves in, in a, a million different ways during praise and worship. Um, and it's just an awesome thing to be a part of that and to look out on the congregation and see people engaged in worship. Um, but worship is so much more than, you know, those 15 minutes on stage, you know, or those 20 minutes on stage twice a week. Um, so, you know, Thea, when you think about worship, what, you know, what does worship mean to you? What does it mean in your daily life? What does it, you know, what does it look like for somebody who isn't a believer? Um, you know, what, what does that mean to you? That, that's such a good question, Liz. I could just, I can go back to my childhood where I just, I had this understanding of the presence of God and how he would come to in dreams and, and um, at night and being, you know, fatherless myself, growing up without a dad since I was really young, just the Lord stepped in. Yeah. And it became this relationship. It's relational to me. Worship is is to love the Lord my God with all my heart and all my mind yeah. and, and all my strength, but also to 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 carry that presence in us and around mm. us at all times and to constantly have fellowship with him, to right. to give him praise in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it can start from very young. It's not just, you know, for older people. Right. It's it starts at any age where somebody starts to recognize the presence of the Lord like oh my goodness this is my creator yeah. and it it awakens in you this desire to worship him we were born with that instinct to worship sure. you know yeah. and if we don't worship God we're going to start worshiping other things you know mm-hmm. in our lives and so to me it always involved singing mm-hmm. it always involved making music upon instruments yeah. it always involved you know speaking out the psalms but then as I grew myself in Christ, I realized that, you know, at as you're in the kitchen dicing onions, if you are in the presence of the Lord yeah. and giving Him glory, you're worshiping. Yeah. If you're behind a bulldozer and, and you're, you're in charge of all this earth-moving equipment, you know, and, and you're working on a construction site, if you, are, if you abide in the presence of the Lord yeah. and you commune with Him even while you're shoveling all that dirt, mm-hmm. you're worshiping. Yeah. So I think worship is just one of the main components and not the only component of worship is to acknowledge the presence of the Lord with you all the time. Yeah, that's good. I think those those are that's important to remember because I think, you know, in society today, even in people, you know, who have been coming to church for years, praise and worship or worship is just we're singing. And then we hear the word and then we go home. Yeah. You know, and it stops right there. And, and for many people, their relationship with Jesus is when they're at church. 
they get filled up on Sunday, it carries them over just enough till Thursday, then they get filled up, you know, at least for our congregation. And, and that's just the reality of, of life right now with pressures and working and, you know, both parents have to be working or maybe there's just a one parent household and it's just hard to, you know, people will say it's just hard to find the time. But like you're saying, when you make a conscious effort to be in the presence of the Lord and when you do anything unto the Lord, you know, when you're taking that time to chop those onions right. and, you know, sing to Jesus or thank him and be thankful, I think that goes a long way. And I think, you know, you talked a little bit about the Psalms and singing Psalms and reading mm-hmm. Psalms. Um, you know, when I think about worship, I think my mind goes a lot to the Psalms because I think it's such a great example of that lifestyle of worship because you can read this broad range of things that are going on in Psalms. You know, there's joy and there's thankfulness and it's lifting hands and it's singing and it's instruments, but it's also, Lord, I'm in the depths of despair here and my eyes are wasting away with tears and where are you, Lord? Um, But even in those moments, you know, the people, the psalmists are still saying, Mm -hmm. I trust you, you're sovereign, you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. And I think that is, is worship. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's what we have to remember. I think when we are walking through something that just stinks, it's just not a good situation. There's nothing good about it. Still trusting in the Lord and finding his goodness in it somewhere is worship and living that lifestyle of, I don't get it. I don't like it. I can tell you I don't like it, Lord, but I still trust you. And you're going to do something good with this because that's who you are. Absolutely. That's like the highest form of worship. If you can be in this circumstance where nothing seems to be going your way or Mm -hmm. you might be walking through a a terminal illness, Mm -hmm. you might be walking through the loss of a child, you might be walking through a whole host of difficulties, whether they be emotional or physical or spiritual. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can do what you just said, I will praise the Lord at all times. If you can do that, um, like it says in Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be in my mouth. So that means you praise through it. And the praise does what? It just brings the presence of God to you. Yeah. Because he inhabits those praises. Right. So um, when I'm eating my tears, you know, (laughs) (laughs) when I first got saved, none of my family was saved. I was the only one. Yeah. And um, the Lord literally said to me, you have to move away from them for now mm. and I will grant you them back. Yeah. So I, I moved out of my mom's house and I got an apartment closer to my church and I started to become really active. But dinner time was the worst for me. Yeah. You know, I would be cooking this one little tiny meal for myself <laughs> and I would sit it down at the kitchen table and and I would be basically sobbing into my dinner oh, plate. I'd be yeah, like, Lord, so why lonely. do you have me yeah. enjoy the salvation by myself? Where's my family? Mm-hmm. And I would just worship him through that. And if I can pinpoint a moment in my life where where my my sincere, you know, grief turned to joy would be at those dinner table times mm-hmm. where I'd be sitting in this little blue kitchen by myself and eating this meal and knowing that the Lord is going to establish right. them. And my entire family is saved now. My siblings, their spouses, That's my awesome. nieces and nephews and, and extended family. So worshiping the Lord through the most difficult times in our lives, as you said, mm-hmm. is what produces that dew from heaven. Yeah, that's It really good. does. You know, and I think that there is there's some level of spiritual maturity that has to come with that. 
you know, and that's why I, I think, you know, through, through the New Testament, you know, we, you hear rejoice in your trials, rejoice in, in them because it's, it's like a refining, you know, it's a time to grow. But that's not easy when you're in that trial, you know, and it's not easy to, it's not easy to be told, hey, you need to grow up, <laughs> like, hey, you need to mature. That's not easy for anyone, no matter what level of, you know, maturity or spiritual maturity you're at, but getting to that next level of maturity and going from that little child to that young man or woman to that, you know, mother or father of the faith, um, that's, that's taking those steps into becoming more Christ-like. And that's where, where those trials and that, that choice to, to worship and those trials comes from. Um, you know, I think it, it's important to talk a little bit about corporate worship mm. and talk a little bit about corporate praise and worship. You know, as as a worship leader, I probably have a different perspective on it than just a regular, you know, member of the congregation. Not a better perspective, not a worse perspective, just a different outlook on things. Um, and, you know, for me, I think it's important to address the importance of praise. And you talked about that a little bit. When I look at praise and worship, praise is the giving side, meaning we're giving to God. And it's hard to give sometimes, you know, it's hard in our flesh when we come in from a ser- uh, from the week, we come into service, we're tired, we're grumpy, whatever it is, we're fleshy. And now you want me to clap my hands and be thankful <laughs> yeah. and you want me to sing out to God? Well, I don't feel like it. God needs to come here and he needs to do something now. That's how a lot of people <laughs> can feel about praise and worship. Yeah. But there, there's a breakthrough that happens when you put your hands together. When you're thankful, when you come into to service or you come into your corporate worship atmosphere with a thankfulness for who God is and what Jesus has done. And when you choose to do that, even if you don't feel like it, and a lot of times you don't feel like it. A lot of times I don't feel like it. But getting to, again, to that level of, of spiritual maturity and choosing to do it and choosing to be thankful and choosing to clap and choosing to, hey, maybe dance around a little bit in the presence of the Lord. Once we do that, we're giving to God. He is, like you said, that, that presence, that manifest presence will come. And that's when the worship side of it, so your praise and your worship, that's when I think it's really powerful in those corporate worship settings because you've kind of poured yourself out to God and He's just going to fill you right that's back right. up with that Holy Spirit. So can you talk a little bit about that for, you know, what you experience in those times and maybe give... You know, how can people practice that if they're new at it? Maybe they're new to church. Maybe they're new to corporate worship. They just don't feel comfortable raising their hands. Maybe they don't feel comfortable dancing. You know, sometimes we'll get some moonwalks going on stage or whatever <laughs> it is. And some that's just not, you know, comfortable for some, some people. people. So, you know, what what are some other ways we can have that breakthrough of praise, even if it's hard or we don't know what to do? Yeah. Um when you come into uh, the congregation for the first time, like you said, it is mm-hmm. a little bit, um, you're like, wow, these people are so <laughs> free in here. Yeah. And I think that's the number one word that comes to my spirit is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And you can worship in any way that um, you feel like if you don't, you know, if you hear the worship leader saying, just lift a hand to the Lord, that might be so new to you, you know, but... God responds to obedience. Yeah. You know, He just responds to that. And when I first came um, to this church about 10 years ago, I would sit in the back row 
And I, I was used to clapping and raising my hands in praise and worship, but I really wasn't used to moving my body. Like yeah, I sure. wasn't free, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then as the time went by, I started to become more used to it. And I started to say, you know, we're so used to worshiping God in this religious manner yeah. where everything is set up and everything is just so and it's the same every time. Right. I would say be free in the spirit. Yeah, that's Don't good. do anything that you feel is not comfortable for yeah. you. Yeah. But know that when the spirit of the God, when the spirit of the Lord catches you, yeah. you know, you're going to worship him with abandon. Right. You know, like David did. Yeah. You know, he, he when they finally retrieved the ark and he was bringing it back home, yeah. He just, he threw <laughs> off all his cares and yeah. and he danced in the street to the Lord out right. of joy. Right. And so it's going to be authentic. Yeah. You know, if you come to worship here at CCWC and you do hear Liz saying, come on, let's put our hands together and praise the Lord. You know, those that clapping that you do, whether you're doing it in obedience or you're just yeah. choosing to do so, is going to bring so much fruit. Right. And then after that praise happens. The Lord responds, and during yes. worship time, yeah. He's going to send down the healing. He's going to send down the freedom. He's going to send down the deliverance. Many times we're up on stage, and Liz and I will get a word, and the Lord will be telling us, you know, that they're being baptized in the Holy Spirit right now as you yeah. guys are singing, or there's somebody at home on their couch during this worship time, and they are now broken before right. the Lord. They're totally wrecked. Yeah. So that small form of obedience, you yeah. know, that comes in, in worshiping with our body. Why yeah. do I clap? Yeah. Why do I have to put my hands up? Mm -hmm. Because I'm worshiping the Lord with everything I yeah. am. I am That's good. I am three. I am soul. I am spirit. I am body. Yeah. So yep. doing That's that good. truly moves God. I think it just moves the Lord. Faith moves the Lord in worship. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, his word tells us he inhabits the praises of his people. And there's a reason, you know, praise and worship is structured the way that we structure it. It's not just, we're going to do this, we're going to sing these songs, and then we're going to sing these songs. No, we're we're experiencing that full, you know, completeness of praise and worship, of, of giving to the Lord and, and praising him and, you know, giving him thanks for everything, even when we don't feel like it, even when we feel like we don't have things to be thankful for, we still do. We're breathing. <laughs> We have breath that he gave us. That's something to be thankful for. And and then again, like you said, you know, his presence will be there. And then we can really, you know, enter into that worship with him and, you know, experience him and pursue him and just let him do what he wants to do. And, um, you know, I think it's important today in society to be mindful of what we're worshiping. You know, if we're putting things above the Lord, if we're putting our phones and our, our screen time or, you know, even time with family before the Lord. And it, it seems like it's a good thing. Well, my family has to come first. You know, yes, family is important. And family, you know, right after the Lord, that's that number number one thing. But you have to take that time to worship whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. So if you're only able to worship Him while you're chopping up those onions, you know, if you come to corporate worship and, and you're here, you know, faithfully every single week, every single service, whatever it looks like for you, you know, you have to just choose to worship the Lord and choose that lifestyle of worship. Choose to be thankful for what he's done. Trust that what he's going to do is going to be good because that's what his word says. And he is a promise keeper. He is going to keep his word. Um, and, and, you know, you get to experience the manifest presence of the living God. Like, that's so cool. So it is. 
you know, I hope that that, that um, encourages you guys. I hope that that challenges you some to live that lifestyle of worship no matter what you're going through. Choose Jesus. Choose to be thankful. Choose to have a good attitude. And come into praise and worship with, you know, an expectancy that he's going to do something. And that it doesn't really matter what the people next to you think, that you're going to praise him and whatever that looks like for you. Um, and just prepare your heart for some awesome things to happen because he wants to, to use that time to, to move and to fill you up. And he always does. Yes, he does. Well, thank you guys. Um, we're just excited to, to give you a little bit of insight about worship. And we just challenge you to take your worship to the next level, whatever it is, you know, however you can do it, wherever you're at, um, just worship him because he is good. Amen.